We are so excited that you are joining us today. We here at Royal Priesthood Ministries are dedicated and committed to teaching, equipping, and training men and women in the principles of God. These principles will free them from their past hurts, pains, frustrations, and confusions, helping them find love, help, forgiveness, peace, divine direction, and encouragement. Our senior pastor, Harold W. Britton Sr. and co-pastor Sherry Britton have answered the call that God placed on their lives. Let's hear what the Lord is saying through His vessels today. you but I'm all ex excited to go forward no matter what it look like sound like or feel like but just live by faith and I have my mind made up I say yeah good evening good evening good evening I'm Pastor Sherry Lynn Britton from the Royal Priesthood Ministries our pastor is Pastor Harold W. Britton Sr. at 25 at Royal Priesthood Ministries 2518 Delaware Avenue in Flint, Michigan, on the east side. Amen. And so, so I am so, so excited to be here tonight to bring forth the word of God. And uh, just want you just to be in agreement with me. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. We thank you, Father God, for giving us an opportunity. And it's so serious, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you that you're bringing a seriousness into the body of Christ of the things that we do. Father God, not to just think it's okay to say this or to do this. We won't be stumbling blocks to other people by what we're saying, by what we're doing. But God, that we surrender all and do whatever you ask us. And Father, even now, those of you who have not accepted the Lord as your Savior in this opening prayer, I just want you to repeat after me. Maybe your day hasn't gone quite right. And maybe you were doing the, uh, some things that may not quite have been right. So I just want you to repent. And hey, I, I'm going to pray too for me too. And repent too. Amen. Ain't nobody all that. Amen. Pastors need to be, re be repenting too. Amen. So that we can be that light that we're talking about. So please um, repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I asked you to forgive me for all my sins. Blot out all my transgressions. And Lord, fill me with your wisdom. Fill me with your strength. Give me new vision, new hearing, new perception. A new walk, as pastor said, a, a new living way, Father God, to live holy for you. Give me strength to fast. Give me strength to pray and not to rebel against your holy way. Lord, we surrender all and everything to you. Lord God, help us to be more like you. Help us to bear fruit that shall remain in Jesus' name. And help us, Lord, to overcome and conquer it and everything that tries to get in our way. That we will be great examples and that we will let our light shine. Amen. Come on and give God some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I started getting into this lesson, I said, ooh, we, 
Oh, we help me, Jesus. Amen. As Pastor said, the um, message is always to the messenger first. And it's so, so important that we live what we preach and teach about. Don't be getting up behind no pulpit and saying, you're no pastor, you're no teacher, and you're not bearing the fruit that God has called you. And a lot of times people always, they want to blame it on the pastors and the bishops. And look, you have to live right too. Everybody got to live right. Amen. Hallelujah. Just don't be hiding behind no title and don't be living right. Take the title off because we're all God's children and we all must live holy. Amen. Amen. Um, we're coming to the end of uh, chapter 11, where it's talking about let your light shine. Tell your neighbor, let your light shine. Everywhere you go, let your light shine. Have you been letting your light shine or have you been putting the light out? Amen. And telling folks off. Amen. And bear the fruit of the devil. Hatred and meanness and anger and jealousy and all those things. We're going to get into some of that tonight. Amen. Because our, our light will go out when we operate in the strong men, the spirits of the enemy, the fruits of the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. But when we walk in righteousness and truth, our light shines. People that don't even know me, they look at me and they say, there's something different about you. You know, I done met some Christians before, but uh, you know, I, they just didn't put me down like you did. And we're not here to put people down. We're here to lift people up and strengthen. Amen. Hallelujah. And some people, hallelujah, when you try to help them, if they don't allow you, just shut up and pray. Amen. Yes. But let us go to Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And that's where we've been taking our scripture from let your light shine starting off with that Galatians 5 22 and 23 and it says but the fruit of the spirit is what love joy peace long-suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and what? Self-control. And you know, how do you think we get this? It surprises me sometimes that when Christians say, I can't believe this happened to me. Why not? The Bible said we will suffer persecution for what? His namesake. Amen. And so people are going to be mean to you. People are not going to like you. Get used to it. Tell your neighbor, get used to it. Do it feel good? Heavens no. But I keep my mind stayed on Jesus. I don't have time to be putting no fires out because I ain't going to hell. Amen. I'm going to let God take care of my business. Jesus said, vengeance is mine, <laughs> says the Lord. He said what? I will repay. So you don't have to worry about trying to get folks back. Just keep living holy. Just keep loving them. Just keep showing kindness. Just keep doing the things that God keep telling you to do. Amen. And let, tell your neighbor, let your light shine. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. And we're going to turn over on um, page 178. 
at the top, and some of it, hallelujah, hey, man, maybe a little recap, but it was so good as I was studying, and I said, ooh-wee, you know, the Holy Spirit will always bring some more extra out of there so that you can um, really uh, get some more things that God will show you yourself. Amen. When we read the Bible, we don't, we shouldn't be reading it talking about, well, you know, that's them and that's them and that's them and that's them. Well, where are you at in the Bible? Everybody in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And, um, at the page of 178, it says, he says to us in the scripture, love what your enemy do good to them. What? Which hate you. Luke 6 and 27. I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> seems like since I've been teaching this lesson, arrows been coming from some everywhere. But you know what? It's just letting me know. Do you know you built for the battle? I'm built for the battle. Do you know the Lord told us, put up your shield of faith. It will quench every fiery dart. And so, so many times we're fighting, but we don't have our shield up. We complaining. Oh, they said this. Oh, they did. I can't believe they did that. Believe it. Amen. And then pray for them. And then pray for you too. Amen. Hallelujah. But we must love our enemies. You know, I had to, like, wake and shake myself. I'm like, okay, wake up, girl. Wake up. And quit asking yourself, why are they doing that? <laughs> the Lord already told us we have some enemies. And when a person is not bearing fruit of the Lord Jesus Christ, then you know they're what? They're your enemy. They may be in your home. They may be in the church. They may be on your job. They may be just out in the street while you're doing a grocery shopping. Folks just haul off for no reason, you know, giving you the wrong sign language and calling you all kind of names and all that. But when you know who you are in Christ Jesus, just keep standing. Tell your neighbor, just keep standing. Amen. Cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. And that's why we get up and pray in the morning. Protect our mind. Put on that uh, uh, armor. So that you can be ready for whatever you got to go, go through and whatever you have to deal with. Why? Because it's going to develop my faith. It's going to develop your faith. It's going to cause Jesus to get some glory out of my life and out of your life. Amen. So quit asking why, why they said that. Why are they doing that? I'm going to tell you. Now you know why. Because you have an enemy. And sometimes you may have a number of enemies, right? So love your enemies, do good, and then love them, but turn around and do good. That means you have to have a good attitude. That don't mean you walk around complaining. <laughs> Got an attitude all day. They done mess my day up. I'm not about to let you mess my day up. Not today, devil, and no other day. Amen. You got to tell the devil, not today. And no other day. Amen. So I'm going to do good to them who hate me. Amen. Get some thick skin so it's not penetrating. And put your shield of faith. Put it out. 
and boing, 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 boing. The Bible tells us that our shield of faith will quench what? Not some of the, some of the darts. Oh, yes, every, every dart. So if you're getting hit, <laughs> amen. I remember quite a few years ago, I'm like, God, they just keep saying it towards the, he said, pick your shield up, girl, you're dragging it. Okay, so if you're getting hit and you complaining and you talking about folks, put your, pick your shield up, amen, and fight right. Love your neighbor. Make up in your mind, I'm going to love them anyway. I'm going to love them no matter what they say. I'm going to love them no matter what they do. Jesus told me I'm going to have some enemies, so come on now. I don't need to be majoring on the minors and minor on the majors. Amen. Stand and keep on standing. Amen. It also says, live, live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is consistent in all. I'm going to say that again. Live as children of the light. For the fruit of the light is consistent in all. What are the fruit of the light? <laughs> Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Ephesians 5, 8 through 9. I'm going to say that again. What is that consistent fruit? We should always be have goodness on the inside of us, righteousness, and truth. Amen. That we should be focused on, you know, pleasing the Lord, bearing fruit. What is my purpose? What did I need to do today? In your prayer, say, Lord, what do I need to do today to please you? What do I need to do today to grow? What do I need to do today to overcome, to conquer? Amen. And be a real Christian. Not a Christian. Tell me, I'm, uh, I, I'm a Christian. Don't be judging me. Well, if you was really living holy like you need to, you wouldn't be, have to tell nobody not to judge you. Because my sister and my brother tell me something, and it's in righteousness. You know, because sometimes people will come up to you with a bunch of stuff. But if it's in righteousness, it lines up with the word of God. Do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And as a, there is a scripture that says study to be quiet. So we need to know when to be quiet. We need to know when to talk. Amen. And I even asked the Lord. I said, Lord, I said, I need your help because I'm a helper. And I love to help people. And sometimes they take my helping for something wrong. They take it, and take it as me overtaking. No. So I said, Lord. Wherever am I wrong, I ask you to forgive me. And where I'm not wrong, help me to keep doing what you want me to do, what you tell me to do. Because the Bible tells us to obey. It's better to obey God than man. But don't get them mixed up. But stand and do what God says. And if somebody wants to give you some help, let them help you. Amen? So that you can be a better person. Don't be taking it like, well, they just trying to say, mm-hmm. Don't be even going that way. Or don't even go that way. Amen. Keep your heart right. Keep your mind right. Amen. And operate in goodness and righteousness and truth. Amen. And um, it also says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil what? With good. 
And, you know, I'm going to get into uh, uh, what I'll probably do is finish because I'm almost at the end. I'll go ahead and finish, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to deal with that because a lot of times people still have a lot of hurt, a lot of wounds, a lot of rejection, a lot of jealousy on the inside. And when things come up, it shows. How people talk and what they do, the Bible said you'll know them how. By their fruit. Amen? Amen. If they're loving you, then you're going to feel that love. But if they hate on you, you're going to feel that hate. Amen? And you got to realize people are hurting everywhere. The devil has tried to mess little children up so much when they're little. When they become grown, they're so wounded. They're still carrying so much rejection and so much pride and jealousy and woundedness and unforgiveness and offense, rebellion and anger. So we, the Bible tells us, be not overcome, uh, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So if somebody says something or do something to you, instead of you retaliating in the wrong way, retaliate in the right way with goodness. Amen. Have some mercy and pray for them and let God deal with them and pray for them. I mean, sincerely pray for them. Amen. Yes. It says, as we have, therefore, opportunity, as we also have opportunity, and God gives us a lot of opportunities. We miss a whole lot of opportunities. Amen. When we could help people, when we could say nice things, and just because they said something mean to us, that we just, they ain't saying nothing to them. Well, I choose to say something, you know, as the Lord tell me that is. And sometimes he just tell me, shut up, don't say nothing. So if he tell you don't say nothing, don't say nothing. But if he does, continue to, because uh, some people are so touchy, they don't want you saying nothing to them. They don't, they don't like that love stuff. It's because they got some deep issues on the inside. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Pray for them, though. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. And it also says, as we have, therefore, opportunity, let us do good. What? To all men. Did it say some? Uh, even if people are doing things you don't like, especially unto them who are of the household of faith, Galatians 6 and 10. And so the thing is, sometimes people have gotten so disrespectful when it comes to pastors and bishops and people of the cloth because they've seen so many bad uh, examples. But don't be being mean because I'm telling you, you have to pay for that. Amen. You cannot just say what you want to. You cannot act. The Bible said, touch not my anointed, whether it's physically or whether it's with your mouth. Touch not my anointed. And what? Do my prophet no harm. Don't do anything to hurt that man or woman of God. If they're doing something that they shouldn't do, amen, I know there's been times God had me in places so I could pray for that man and woman of God. Amen? And not think that I'm all that because the Lord said pray for them. Amen? We must walk in love no matter what. And it says live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God 
on the day of his visit us. First Peter 2 and 12 in the NIV. And so the thing is, there are times, this is why you got to stay prayed up. Because I'm going to tell you something. You cannot walk in love if you're not prayed up. Something going to come out of flying out your mouth. But you know what you're going to be doing told them all, cussed them out, said something you shouldn't have, said words that you can't never take back. Amen. But if you fat, live a fasted life, miss a meal here and there. Tell your flesh you can't have all the uh, uh, food it want to eat. Amen. But let us stand on the word of God and let us be obedient to do what God has called us to do. And let us, uh, when we have an opportunity let us do good to everybody, every man, all men. Amen. There was a situation I was dealing with a young man. Um, I, I really don't like how he's treating this young lady. And, um, you know, and I, I and, you know, I, I told him about the situation. And then, you know, he said, well, I, I think I'm all right like I am. I told him, I says, well, you know what? I'm going to leave you in the hands of God. I said, I don't want you to know something. That's not going to change my love for you. I will still love you. Amen. We have to love people regardless and not because we, I have seen Christians, if, if a person does something they don't like and they offended by it, they just get all mean and ugly and nasty and say all kind of stuff. I'm thinking, oh, you say, no wonder the folks that in the world don't want to come be saved because they see so many bad examples of people who say they are saved. And sometimes we can hinder people in our own household because of things we say. Some things you can't tell certain folks in your household because then if you do, you mess up your own household and you praying for them to get saved, but you're holding them back in the same, in, in, in another instance. We can't do that. Amen. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Remove that, Lord, because I don't want to be a stumbling block to people in my family, people in my household, my husband. I give him great respect. Amen. Even if he does say something and I don't like it, I'm not about to fall out <laughs> because he's God's man. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to honor him. And we must honor the men and women of God wherever we are. So when you have an opportunity, please do that. Amen. Restrain yourself and walk in the fruits of the spirit to say the right thing to the man and woman of God. Even if they're not doing what they should, pray for them. Amen. And pray that God will save and deliver them from that issue of whatever you see. Amen. And let God take vengeance. Amen. He says in uh, Matthew 5 and 16, it says, let your light shine before men that they may see what? your good deeds, and praise your Father in heaven. Do you know sometimes you have to be an example for a long time before sometimes people will change? Amen. I remember when I was in the plant, uh, there was three people I was dealing with. One person, and they were like, mm, I don't know why she come in here all dressed up like she's some Miss America or something, wearing them crowns and wearing them high heels and wearing this and wearing that. I'm me. I'm going to be me. I'm the best me I can be. God created me the way I am. I had to learn to love myself. And now that I have, I give God glory for that. And I pray for those people who don't know who they are in Christ Jesus. Amen. They always got to hate instead of participate. Amen. You be you. And I'm going to be me. Don't hate me because you ain't me. 
Amen. God has a great purpose for your life too. Amen. That's why when he said in um, uh, uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11, he says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. That's why it's a personal relationship. He wants to be personal with you. He has a personal plan for you. But if you always looking at the over the fence of somebody else's and it's looking good and you look like God ain't did nothing for you, it's because you are not believing God has something for you. You looking at everybody else's life instead of tending to your own. Amen. And being blessed. God has, he, God said, I have blessed you. Who was he talking to? Every believer. Amen. And then he turned around and said, uh, I reign on the just as well as the unjust. So guess what? A lot of unjust people get blessed too. But because they don't, they're not hooked up to God, they don't know how to keep getting them consistent blessings like they need. But then some of them do because they tied more than the, ooh some of the Christians. I don't think I should have to give all that. Why? Fear that you ain't going to have enough? Ooh-wee. Okay. When we start doing what God said, as he said in Deuteronomy, if you obey the voice of the Lord your God, all these blessings will overtake you. Do you believe it? And he said, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, like you don't feel like you have to pay no tithes, then he said, all these curses will overtake you. Sometimes we have doors open up of curses on our life and wonder why certain things aren't working right. Well, it's not going to work right if you keep doing and being disobedient to the things of God and looking at the Bible like a catalog, like I'll do this, but I'm not going to do that. Oh, hallelujah. None of us get to pick and choose. If we're going to follow Christ, we're just going to be obedient to his will and do whatever he says. And when we trust him, There'll be overflow for you and everybody else in your family. Amen. Tell somebody, get out of the way and let the Lord have his way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Then Titus 3 and 8 says, be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. I'm going to say that again. Be careful to maintain good works. We have to be careful to maintain, to be consistent of good works. Well, hallelujah. Some folks still talk about what they did some years ago. But what you doing now? Are you still being? The word of God is powerful. It will fill you with power if you read it. It will give you strength. It will cause you to know who you are, your identity in Christ Jesus. If you're a man, you're a king. If you're a woman, you're a queen. If you're a little boy, you're a little king, which is a prince. And if you're a little girl, you are a princess, a little queen. What do we do? We rule over what? Everything that gets out of order, not the people, but the demonic spirits that operate through people. And sometimes we have to pray for ourselves and take authority over it. Uh, spirits operating in us and say, ah, 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 don't be selfish. Don't be mean. Amen. Love and, and do the right thing by someone. Amen. Even if they did cross you, if they hurt you, I didn't say you have to trust them. I just said love them. Okay. Be kind to them. Be careful to maintain good works when people seem like they try to throw you off your square. Amen. These things are good and profitable. The Lord said they, these things are good 
and profitable. You will profit from being good, from being careful to maintain good works. Amen? Titus 3 and 8. Now, Colossians 1 and 10 says, Walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Be fruitful in every good work. Colossians 1 and 10. So, we must walk worthy. Amen? Don't be talking about what you can't do. The power of God is in you. The same power that's in Jesus is in you. That's resurrection power to overcome lying, cheating, stealing, backbiting, gossiping, eating too many bonbons, being gluttony, being a glutton, eating too much. I just love food. You lusting and loving food. Guess what? I have to take authority over just like you do and not be able to eat everything my eyes see. Amen. Hallelujah. When I'm fasting, the Lord say, uh-uh, don't be trying to sniff by, by uh, Popeye's so you can smell that chicken. Uh-uh, you fasting. Don't be, uh-uh, don't be looking at the restaurants when you fasting. Don't be doing that. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but do the Lord do y'all like that? He want me, God is a jealous God. He want me to stay focused. Because that, that food will just take your focus away from Jesus. Amen. For you know what you're thinking of, mm, what I'm going to have for dinner? <laughs> what am I going to have when I get off this fence? We. <laughs> so let us walk worthy of the Lord of all pleasings, being fruitful in every good work. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God wants to bring order in our thoughts, order in our heart, order in our body to our body. Amen. A lot of times, hallelujah, we got a lot of ailments because we eating stuff we shouldn't be eating. Amen. Hallelujah. And it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath foreordained that we should walk in them. We should, God foreordained that we should walk in these good works. Amen. We are his workmanship. Ephesians 2 and 10. Amen. And so God had foreordained that we walk worthy, that we walk in righteousness, that we walk in truth, that we fulfill the divine purpose. You have to tell your own self, you know, I'm very important. Don't just always say, well, they important and I'm not important. That's what the devil wants you to say about yourself. You're important. Tell your neighbor, you are important. You have a purpose. God ordained you to walk worthy and holy of his holy name. He has blessed you with everything. But you got to learn by faith to pull it out of the spiritual realm and bring it into the natural realm so you can drive it, live in your new house. Amen. And then work your business and become a millionaire, a billionaire, a trillionaire, or wherever God has ordained. So you can help more than you. And you can help whatever part that God has ordained. God said you, we know in part. So whatever your part is, then that's what you be. Even though I know the Bible says the poor you have what you always. You don't have to be you. <laughs> you can choose to make that excuse if you want to, or you can say, Father, I want to thank you. You've ordained me to be rich. 
I'm wealthy in my mind. I don't have a poverty mindset. I'm rich and wealthy in my heart. Hallelujah. I thank you that you've made me like you. So I'm going to act like you. I'm going to dress like you. I'm going to eat like you. I'm going to walk like you want me to walk. I'm going to talk like you want me to talk. I'm going to help people. I'm going to be a destiny helper. I'm going to fulfill the call that is upon my life. Why? Because God created you to be important. And in Genesis 12 and 3, he said, I will make your name. He said, I bless you. And then he said, I'll make your name great. You don't have to make your name great. We all go through a challenge of getting rid of that pride and letting God do it instead of us. Amen. We allow God to do it. Amen. The quicker you get over it, the quicker you can operate in where God has called you to operate in. And so that you can bless so many people with God created you to do. God created us all to bless people all around us. But if we be selfish and we be shy, and if we say, oh, well, I just, I, that just ain't me. Oh, now you're telling God what to do. Okay, please stop that. Amen. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and he'll exalt you in due time and make you and cause you to be who he created you to be. Hallelujah. I have a whole lot more to go and a whole lot more to grow. But I used to be quiet, timid, didn't want to, be in the crowds, didn't want to talk to people. I just can't be doing that. I want to get up there and talk and say all of that. I don't want to do all of that. I was telling God the same thing. But when I start surrendering and crying out to him and saying, Lord, make out of me what you want me to be. God is still working on me, but I'm sure not what I used to be. Amen. Let us grow together. James 4 and 17 says, therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him is what? Sin. We don't want to be sinning. So many times we be sinning and we, what, what we call sin, we, we be saying, well, that, I, that's not sin. I ain't been sinning today. What kind of thoughts went through your mind today and you didn't respond properly? Ooh, we. Okay. So, and then when I catch myself, guess what? I'm not going to be saying I'm all that and, and say, well, I don't have to repent for that. I don't have to repent for that. And I don't have to repent for that. Well, what do you have to repent for? You need to repent for saying I don't have to repent. Amen. Hallelujah. And hallelujah. We're going to do what God has said. So, therefore, he who knoweth that the good and to he that and to know what to do good and do it not to him is sin. So we want to be careful as the verse earlier said, be careful to maintain good works. Amen. We have to, uh, in uh, Titus three and eight, be careful to maintain good works. Amen. I have to be careful. You have to be careful. And if I said something that might have hurt your feelings, I'll tell you, if I really said something that was really, really wrong and I really meant to hurt somebody, God going to check me. I don't know about you, but my Holy Ghost works My Holy Ghost works on me. And if you have the Holy Ghost in your heart like you're supposed to, when you say and do something, you, you shouldn't be able to sleep at night until you get it right. Amen? So that's how you know if you really got the Holy Ghost on the inside because he walks with you. That song, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I'm his own, 
and the joy we share as we tarry together there. No other have ever known. Do you want to know him today? Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to do whatever he tells us to do. Amen. And not try to get out of uh, different things. And Philippians 2 and 13 says, For it is God which worketh in you and in me, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Philippians 2.13. So when we get up in the morning, Lord, work your will in me. Lord, work your do in me. Instead of saying, mm, I ain't doing that. Uh, that's too hard. I don't feel like doing all of that. Well, I don't see so-and-so. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to compare my life with nobody. Because God will may tell you something different than he tell me. You got to obey what he say. Amen. <laughs> me and Pastor was laughing last night because we was watching TV. <laughs> And there was a um, uh, um, a, a pastor on there, and uh, he was talking. He said uh, he, he likes shrimp, and he said I got a I have a whole lot of Jewish friends, and they be saying, "Man, why you eating all them bugs?" He said, "Cause I like them bugs." <laughs> he said, "And when I get out of church from preaching today, I'll probably go get me some more of them bugs, shrimps." Well, I, and then Pastor knows years ago the Lord told me, "Don't you eat no more shrimp." Now, he may not have told somebody else that. So if he ain't told you, that's not for you. But I got to do what he told me to do. Amen. And then I'm not going to be condemning folks if they eat it. They got to deal with God for themselves. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Philippians 2 and 13, it quotes, it says, I quote that last scripture. This is Gloria Copeland talking. I quote that last scripture a lot. I make it my confession of faith especially at those times when I'm not feeling when I'm not being feeling very enthusiastic about good things about the good things I'm called to do when it's cold outside for instance I don't really want to get all my books together and go to the TV studio and the tapes and tape broadcast for the Believer's voice of victory. I often thank the Lord for Philippians 2 and 13 that says, For it is God which worketh in you both and the will to do of his good pleasure. And there are times that all of us, the Lord will tell us to do something and, and we really don't feel like it. But that's the time to say, Lord, I thank you. You're working the will and the do. Amen. Sometimes people have gotten lazy. They don't want to come to church. I don't want to put no clothes on. I don't want to come to Bible study. I, I'm going to pray at home. I can, I can have Bible study at home. And, and you know they got Facebook, so I'm going to get on Facebook. Why are you trying to justify yourself? You just need to listen what the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God, he said, with all your strength. Love him with all your might. Amen. He wants your strength and his might to obey him. Not just to obey some of the things. Amen. Here it says, speak your faith. Philippians 4.13. It says, Lord, I thank you that you energized and created in me the power and the desire, the will, and the work for your good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. Philippians 2.13. And that's out the Amplified Classic. Then it says, thank you that I 
don't have to do anything in my own strength. I can do the things I am required to do today in your strength by depending on you. Hallelujah. I am empowered to do good wherever I go by the life of God that's within me. I am happy to do the good things God has called me to do. I can do all things through the anointed one and his anointing, which strengthens me. So if we think about it, everything I need to do, all I got to do is say, Lord, strengthen me to get up and do this. Lord, strengthen me to get up and pray. Lord, strengthen me to get up and be nice, even though they was looking cockeyed at me across the uh, church or uh, the, the way, the store or whatever. I can do all things through him, through Christ Jesus. Amen. He says, I remind myself that I'm empowered. You have to remind yourself. I have to remind myself that we are empowered to do good by the life of God that's within us. Amen. Look at it. God gave us power. He gave us strength. Amen. He gave us vision. He gave us everything and, and still want to complain. Something wrong with that. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is God's burden-removing, yoke-destroying power within me makes me, makes good works a joy and not a burden. We need to quit looking at the word, the the um, the uh, work of the Lord as a burden. Oh, I got to get up and do this. Oh, no, you get to get up and come to church. No, you get to uh, get up and study. No, you get to get up and love somebody back. Yes, you get to let your light shine. Since this is yet another benefit of looking to the spirit of, of God within us each day and walking in fellowship with him. We want to walk in fellowship. That's why you get up in the morning and you fellowship with him. And then guess what? We should be fellowshipping with him all throughout the day. Every time I, I need to make a decision, I need to acknowledge him and fellowship. Lord, what do you think I should do? Not make my all my own decisions and find out I made ooh, ten wrong decisions and one and a half um one right. <laughs> That's not good. Amen. Hallelujah. Um thank you, Jesus. We don't have to mentally decide to manifest God's goodness each time the opportunity arises. It be it becomes our natural response after a while it should become a lifestyle but our flesh is fighting us so much till we just trying to get back to the flesh and do what the flesh want to do till we can't relax and just let it be a natural lifestyle of living holy and living right amen but we should be it should be coming natural amen yes we all got some flesh and that's why paul said my body i keep under we all have to keep our body under and that's why we fast and pray so we've got power over our flesh instead of our flesh over us. Amen. It says, when the devil assaulted, assaults our mind with bad thoughts and temptation, we automatically drive them out with good thoughts. Amen. This is why we read the word so we got some ammunition against him. Um, good thoughts of confessions from the word of God. 
goodness becomes our lifestyle and we become known for it. We acquire a reputation for being and doing good. Hallelujah. You should want to have a reputation. If you ask somebody in your family what they think about you, what would they say? If, my, if I asked my husband, what would he say about me? Hallelujah. And I thank God for an awesome husband also. What would your children say? Amen. What would they say about you? We should require a reputation of being good so that we will be that example before our family as well as the church. Amen. That's what that's the way it was with certain people in the early church, like Dorcas, for example, Acts 9. She was known for her goodness and was a wonderful testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you a wonderful testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes, Lord. Because she was full of goodness. She was full of good works and alms, deeds, which she did. Verse 36. The same was true for Barnabas. Amen. Acts 11.24 says, He was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. Are you a good man? Are you a good woman? Full of the Holy Ghost and full of faith? Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Are you? I'm asking you, Facebook royal family. Are you a good man, a good woman, a good boy, a good girl, a good king, a good queen, a good prince, a good princess? Yes. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. And um, it goes on to say, that the highest label anyone could put on your life, there's not anything anyone could say about you that could be better than that. You are a good woman or good man. Amen. I heard a story one time about a young man who had a very hard childhood. he grown up in a rough neighborhood, surrounded by abuse, ungodliness. His mother and his mother had been killed in an accident, and she was the family's only correction, connection, I'm sorry, to God. After his mother died, the young man turned to drugs, and he used them, sold them, and spent some time in prison. When he got out of prison, he wanted to change his life. So he went looking for help, figuring God was his only hope. He asked the local drug dealer in whose house he happened to be staying in at the time. If he knew of a good church, I don't know of a good church, the drug dealer answered, but I know a good woman. Are you a good woman? Are you a good man? Yes, in Jesus' name. Amen. Think about a drug dealer making that statement. Think about what that woman must have been like to have made such an impression on him. She must have been so loving and so faithful to pray and to do good that everyone 
in the neighborhood had heard of her. Not just the Christians, but even the local drug dealer knew her reputation was doing good. Is your reputation doing good? Or do we side off with certain people and then we start changing? Amen. With them, we change instead of doing what is right. Since the troubled man got in touch with this woman and she shared the gospel with him, she took him to church where he made Jesus the Lord of his life and became a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. And was delivered from drugs. After a while, his father followed his footsteps, telling his son, I watched you. And though, and thought, if you could do it, I can do it too. See how that works? One good woman became a testimony to the goodness of God and drew one young man to Jesus. He became a testimony to God, to God's goodness, and drew his father to the Lord. God's goodness manifested through you changes others. It's a light to those around you that make them want what you have. So yield to that supernatural force of goodness within you. Put it on display for all to see. Let your light shine. Tell your neighbor, let your light shine. Are you example that your neighbors can see that you are um, you are a light. You are an example. And you can help change somebody else's life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, right where we were talking about um, don't repay evil, where it says... Um, Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is consistent of goodness, righteousness, and truth. Amen. And then the um, paragraph under it says, be not overcome. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. And uh, when we don't let our light shine and we have the fruits of the enemy, um, coming through us. Um, Apostle Francina this morning was talking about the spirit of murder. And, you know, that is one prayer that we need to cancel in our city, the spirit of murder. And the thing is, is when there are strong men in our life, um, I found a book by uh, Apostle John Eckhart, and uh, it was called um, the hit list. Um, let me see. Thank you, Jesus. Demon hit list. And um, I downloaded it to some people. And if you want it, I will download it to your phone. But I tell you what, it's got some serious um, stronghold spirits. And for those of you who don't know what strongholds are, they're demonic spirits 
that have a stronghold on you. And some people say, I don't know why I can't stop doing this. Well, sometimes it comes from generational curses. Sometimes it comes from things that we have done. Amen. And sometimes uh, there's a bloodline of, of hatred, of jealousy. There's a bloodline of, of rejection. These spirits, they will leave you. Um, and, and the spirit of anger is a bad, it's, it's, it's extremely um, bad. Um, because just to give you, I want to give you, um, I want to give you, um, a stronghold. One, um, stronghold is alcoholism. A person who has an alcohol problem, they have a strong man of alcoholism where there's a whole bunch of little demons attached to them. There's not just alcohol, uh, uh, this and this Bacchus is the god of drunkenness, and also with alcoholism is addictions and craving for alcohol, um, intemperance, intoxication, works of pride, Isaiah twenty eight, rejection is also a lot of people drink because they've been rejected and they're hurting and they're medicating the hurt in the wrong way, rejection, poverty, wounds. A lot of times people have soul wounds and their soul is wounded and hurt people go around hurting other people. You have to pray for people that you see they so snappy, they're wounded. Uh, perversion is also in alcoholism. Insomnia, they can't sleep good. Violent people. A lot of people you see who are alcoholics, they're very violent. Where there's a demonic spirit of violence that's attached to that strong man of alcoholism. Proverbs 23, 29 through 35. Rage is also in there. So a person who has anger, they have rage and, um, you know, a lot of other spirits attached. Mockery. Amen. Break all curses of the alcohol and addictions. Um... People who have allergies, like asthma, hay fever, respiratory problems, bronchitis, spirits operating in sinuses and lungs, works through curses of infirmity and inheritance. And so, hey, anything you hear, that strong man is allergies, amen. Hey, bind up the respiratory problems, the bronchitis, and I have to... The thing is, is I thank God that I have been taking some better vitamins that has really, really been helping me a whole lot. And um, I don't even have a whole lot of what I've been doing. Thank you, Jesus. Anger. Now, a person who has a strong man of anger, yeah, animosity is in there. Amen. And when a person has animosity, they just kind of mad at everybody, you know. And they, they lash out at you. Fury. they full of fury, gall, hatred, rage, resentment, temper. All these things is under one strong man. And there's, there's more. And also uh, wrath, where you give place to the devil. You're just waiting for somebody to say something so you can say something to them. Mm. They shouldn't have said it. Mm. I have them told. 
Your day coming too, baby. Okay. Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. Violence, murder, cruelty. A person who is anger, sometimes they lash out and they can be so cruel. You got to make sure that you uproot that anger. I used to have a really bad anger problem before the Lord saved me, you know. And I thank God because I, I used to beat my brothers up. Amen. My one brother, he still talk about me. Tell me, yeah, I remember you stuck me in a dryer and turned it on. You was trying to kill me. <laughs> used to beat my brothers up. No. Why? And it was because I had so much anger that my mom and dad had divorced. So, and just felt like I was justified. Amen. Anger has bitterness in it, unforgiveness, retaliation, spite. Some folks just spiteful. Well, just because they're trying to see what they can get out of you. I want to get a reaction out of them. I want to see if I can make you mad. Okay. Vengeance. Outrage. Ah! No. Things going to go my way today. Man, they want to walk in authority, but they're they doing it all in the wrong way. That's not authority. That's control. Control is under witchcraft. So you need to know the right one, okay? Amen. Hostility, enmity, amen, always got something going against somebody, amen. You ain't happy with yourself and you ain't happy with nobody else either. Foolishness, command, anger to come out of the bosom in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to give a, a few more, and uh, like I said, if you want to get the demon hit list. And before I forget, tomorrow night, and you can you can download it tonight, um, Apostle John Eckhart, he's going to do a, um, a Bible study on uh, cast out. Cast, cast them out. Uh, tomorrow night, it's going to start at 7 o'clock. You can put jebiblestudy.com. J-E, which is John Eckhart, J-E, BibleStudy.com. And it'll come right up, and you can register and let the whole family come and get delivered. It's $23, and I tell you, um, the Lord is, is, is doing some great things. A lot of times folks will say, well, come on to church and get delivered. Well, you can get delivered over the Internet. I've seen him do it before. Uh, amen. And he is just phenomenal with teaching about your dreams and, and getting you delivered and, uh, just keep up with him. He's doing, he does the porch every day. Uh, and he also does a decrees where, uh, he's got this book. All he's doing is decreeing. I put it on and just be in agreeing with the decrees, but so that the blessings of the Lord can come into my house. Amen. Spirit of anguish. Suffering, torment, pain, agony, stress, um, afflictions, headaches, grief, misery is under um, anguish. And also sorrow, torture, grief, anxiety, cruelty, bondage, Exodus 6 and 9, dire straits, animosity. Under that strong man, hallelujah, this was going to be the last one, I believe. Animosity, hostility, enmity, 
contention. You just always contentious. You and somebody else always got to have something going. Hatred, anger, strife, resentment, revenge, retaliation, spite. Some folks just spiteful because things ain't going in, right in their life. They always got to always keep something going. When you got spite in your life, you are not operating in the fruits of the spirit. You're not letting your light shine. And then when you think you got the right to get offended, amen, the Bible said don't take the offense and don't give it. Now, hey, if I give you one, I'm going to repent. And after I repent, you don't need to keep it going. I'll keep it going because then you got some stuff and you, you need to be healed from. So let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask if there's anyone that have not ever accepted the Lord as their Savior, or maybe they have accepted the Lord as their Savior, and Lord just kind of fell off. We're not here to condemn or push you down. We're here to lift you up. Please repeat after me. Lift your hands, close your eyes, and say, Lord Jesus, I asked you to forgive me for all my sins and blot out all my transgressions. Father, fill me with your wisdom. Help me to go to the right church. Help me to do the right thing. Oh, God, help me to fast. Help me to pray. Help me to seek your face and fulfill the call that's on my life because I am important. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. Thank you, Jesus, that your blood was shed for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you fill me with your resurrection power. And I can rise up in the power of your might and fulfill the call that is on my life. And I can let my life shine. In Jesus' name, everybody agree and please say amen. Come on and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us at the Royal Priesthood Ministries this evening. Get in a good Bible-believing church. Not one that just lets you do anything. Because remember, you want to go to heaven. Hell is too hot and it's too long. And there's no, no, it won't be no excuses. So I want to thank you for joining us and praying with us. And I declare victory is yours. And I declare blessings to the max. We're not taking it back. We're taking over and advance the kingdom of God. How? Together, together. I love you. Blessings. Wasn't that an awesome teaching from the Word of God? Join us every Sunday morning in the sanctuary at 2518 Delaware Avenue, Flint, Michigan, 48506. Sunday school is at 10 a.m. Sunday morning worship service at 11.30 a.m. Wednesday prayer is at 6 to 7 p.m. and Wednesday Bible study at 7 to 8 p.m. all Eastern Standard Time. You can visit us on Facebook under Royal Priesthood Ministries. You can watch us on Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, Facebook, YouTube, and Cross TV under the Five Fold Network. You can also listen to us on iTunes and Google Play Podcasts under the Five Fold Network. You can also call us at 810-424-1503. To give a donation, you can cash app us at $7HWB. God bless you, and we will see you next time.